from the desk below. What up, though? You are now tuned in to From the Desk of Low. Brought to you by that feeling. Go get it. From the Desk of Low. To, um, I found this in stores. And I've been looking for this forever, man. Like, original copy and everything. I had to make sure it said 1996. No reprint, no nothing. Well, you came up. I, uh, I had to buy mine, like, on eBay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to buy mine on eBay. Uh, pretty pity. You know, you, yeah. know, you know what's also crazy too. Like eight hours after our interview, um, Crooked Eye appeared on the show. Word. Yeah. And year, and then a couple months after, I found out that he had his own radio show and he interviewed you. Yeah. 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 I just don't find that crazy, man. I was like, man. I was telling my guy the other day. I'm like, you know, I interviewed these guys both in the same day. They're like, word. Yeah, but now he's yeah he's he's doing really uh, awesome with his uh, Crooks Corner. His, his show. Yeah, Crooks Corner, man. So it's, it's, oh, it's, I can't wait to see you up there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we talked about it, so it should be happening soon. All right. Um. So since last time we spoke too, Raz, too, um, you released the first part of Soul on Ice two, which is called Intellectual Property, and you're actually coming up with the second half, Soul on Ice two. Yeah. So, so for the people who don't know it too, this project been in the works for a while, and you decided to split it up into two pieces, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I had so much for IP, but I knew I, I knew I wanted to do basically a trilogy. So, Solo Nights being the first IP, I had so much content for that um, that I wanted to just give it some time and and really write out. Uh, some things I wanted to really say for Solo Nice too. So yeah, yeah, it, it was a plan. I mean, I think it really it became a plan as I started on intellectual property. I thought I was going to just do them back to back really fast, but I just had so much with the concept of IP that I knew I wouldn't be able to focus on Solo Nice too for a while. So it just made more sense to let it breathe. And 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 uh, now it's, it's done. Yeah, now it's done. Did you know you were going to have the book beforehand, or that came after? Uh, I did not. Uh, the okay. book uh, has been in the process uh, in the past year. Okay. Like, but initially starting to write the album, uh, no, I, I wasn't sure I was going to have I, I wanted to, but I wasn't sure how to actually execute and get that done. And then uh, thanks to my, my buddy Kurt at Patchworks, he helped me figure out how to how to you know do both at the same time i thought i'd put out the album and then eventually have the book um i i, I wasn't sure how it was going to work but it, it actually worked out perfectly and it has all the song lyrics in there in it as well yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so for the people who don't know too if you don't have this original solo nice uh copy all the lyrics are in the original book as well too so i like it's like how a continuation but the fans can actually get like a like a big piece of uh, physical right, tangible literature, yeah. exactly. Because um, your music gets studied in Harvard high schools too, in English classes. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, 
Can, can you remember the first time, like, a teacher ever, like, coming up to you? It's like, you know, I taught nature of a threat in this school, and my students got I, for now. I, I feel like it may have been a college teacher. Uh, I, I, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I, I, don't, I wasn't sure if it was a high school teacher. I don't know if it was a college teacher. Um, I know, like, the third person was, like, somebody in Europe, like somebody in London. Oh, wow. And, and which, you know, but I was just blown away the first time. I, I remember somebody telling me I used Nature to Threat and got an A in my history class. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And then somebody told me, you know, same thing in college. I used Nature to Threat and I got an A. I was like, well, that's positive. That's dope, you know. Um, but once people were saying I'm using it as curriculum to teach, uh, yeah, that was just, you know, it's it's a blessing. Uh, you know, it's, I didn't, like, invent the information. Oh, yeah. So it's, not, it's not like I get the credit for it. I'm just thankful I could kind of... Pass it on. Lay, yeah, lay it out in a linear format that people could at least, you know, interpret it, read it, whether they disagreed or not, or how they felt about it, that I was able to create a format for, for people that... Maybe not necessarily they wouldn't get that kind of information from. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. And for you actually um, having like such an extensive discography too, when you're putting together Solo Nice too, do, do you ever get like kind of like, like, I don't know if I can top the first one, but then do you like after you hear the music, it's like, you know what? I can do it. There's no problem. I, I'm my own worst critic. Uh, always been. <laughs> Uh, I mean, um, but I, I, I felt like to, to be to be better than the first one or actually for it to make sense to be a second one, yeah. there were just certain key notes and, 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 and a certain rhythm that, that it needed to have. Uh, it wasn't about doing a part two just for the sake of having a part two. It was more about making a, a part two because, um, you know, Tupac and Biggie and Big Pun and, um, you know, and, and, and Fife, like a lot of people are gone and passed away yeah. and they don't get to celebrate their 25th anniversary. Uh, Nipsey Hussle, a lot of people, yeah. they will never be able to celebrate 25 years of, of, of you know, of some of them didn't even barely made it to 25 years of life, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, every day is precious. This journey is precious. You know, it's rough sometimes. And, and um, you know, sometimes it, it's almost like I feel like it's thankless or whatever. But at the end of the day, I am blessed to be here. And I'm, I'm thankful that I can celebrate it. And it was for me to analyze, you know, doing this professionally, um, you know, it's my job. Like this is what I do for a living, you know. And it's about passion. It's something I really love doing. Um, to to analyze that and say, what have I learned in these twenty five years of this journey? Um, how am I different? Uh, how am I the same? So um, for me, it was really more about not just making a part two, but yeah, to to analyze, to compare and contrast twenty five years of my journey. Um, and so that's what I did. And once we got the, from, from there, that's when I realized like it, it, it wasn't going to be hard because I don't have to do the same thing. I just have to be honest 
and analyze myself and analyze the country I live in, uh, the state of the music that I love, and what do I what do I see differently? What do I see the same? You know, how have I changed? How am I the same? And, and so from there, it got a, little, a lot easier. Um, the other, the only other thing was for me, I wanted to create a sonic uh, soundscape that felt the way I feel. And when I channel, you know, like, I didn't want it to sound like a retro album. I wanted it to sound like how I feel now, but, you know, still trying to, still trying to, trying to do things that are cutting edge, things that are more futuristic. Um, I, we've always tried to, you know, you know, we may see that I've done it the best job, but we always tried to make like, yeah. Oh, I have no idea what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> gotta love the Wi-Fi. Yeah, we were, yeah but uh, yeah, we were doing ambient music more, more, you know, more spacey than a lot of people even back then. Like we always picked kind of a different sound palette. Um, and so I was trying to do that on this one. It, it, you know, I'm thankful to the people that came in and, and helped me. Um, every single person, just period. Every, every, you know, some people came in and, uh, you know, my homegirl's doing Sosa. She's doing South African tribal language on a record. Uh, oh, wow. The, the CeeLo record. So, you know, we try to make a bigger record, a more like a universal big, you know, like I've grown so who am I now as opposed to me trying to be who I was back then so I think, you know, I'm thankful, I think we did a good job I like how you said like you're growing as an artist too because you'd be surprised at all of some people I talk to that they're so comfortable staying in their own lane it's like, well this is kind of all I know yeah I don't want, I, I never wanted to be that I'm, I'm constantly you know, this is kind of the end of this chapter for me, like, you know um, I'm I, I, kind of don't ever want to look backwards again it's kind of like this is that and I'm closing the door and it's time to move on and I hope people you know um, especially if we're talking about you know being creative and, and, and making some 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 some, some hip hop that, that that still um, is, is, is in the now I'm not trying to be current but I, I'm in my now I'm not trying to relive 1998. Um, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I can only hope that people, you know, have open ears and, 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 and enjoy the things that, you know, I want to do and the people around me that we're trying to do and bring to the table. Um, I was curious, too, because this is like I heard this, like, you know, Groom is like, you know, you're not a rumor starting the industry. Did the source really want to give Soul on Ice six mics when it first came out? Yeah, that's true. Wow, and that was like unheard of too back then. Like, cause I bet you they you sent out an advanced copy back then too. For that three yeah. So, so in late '94, that's when my record was coming out initially. Um, and Nas had just gotten uh, five mics, and then they heard Nature the Threatening on these records, and yeah, now they had a serious discussion. They were going to give me probably six mics. They're like, well, how do we compare this with? 
no disrespect, but literally, nature of the threat is is a different it's a different animal than what most in, MCs were writing. Period. Um, mo- to this day, most artists I can't say. <laughs> I was gonna say right. to this day, still. Yeah, like like I mean, back then, it's probably arguably better MCs. <laughs> so <laughs> it, even then, it was a tough act to follow. And they're like, well, damn, what do we give this if we gave that? So um, yeah, that was a serious discussion. Um, unfortunately for me, it was the I was a, the, my business was messed up. I had to um, um, I had to renegotiate, and then we, you know, there were rec- major record deal offers um, because uh, you know just because the business was was messed up. It it basically my album was like a, a year and I, almost a year and a half later. Oh wow! That came out, and by then they they'd already basically heard the album, so it was almost like timing is everything. They'd heard the majority of the album, and then you know maybe I did like four, three or four new ones. My budget was on, um, you know, that they heard, but they had heard the, the meat and potatoes of the album, and uh, um, you know, uh, obviously I didn't get five nights. Um, it, it was just old to them, so I understood yeah. that it was it was unfortunate. But yeah, initially six in ninety late ninety four, early ninety five, six mics. Ninety six, three and a half or something, wow. whatever. I'm still giving that six mics. I don't give a fuck if the source exists or not. That's still six mics to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, when you actually, because like it's like how you said too, you don't try to go back and redo uh, 1998 too. Um, the first time you ever did Action Guaranteed, that was with OC. Was that the first time you ever met them too? No. Oh, okay. So you guys know each other beforehand you actually did music? Yeah, King Capri was a, a, a really a very supportive big brother to me, and he would have me around and brought me out to New York. So I already knew OC and a lot of Digging in the Crates guys. Uh, um, I was a big fan, obviously, of OC from Time's Up. Um, so we had, we had interactions way uh, like at least a year before that so when they asked me did I want to do a song with OC I was like fuck yeah <laughs> same thing you know just on some homie shit I was like that'd be dope uh, but the ironic part is we knew each other um, beforehand and they wanted a lyrical lyrical record and because we hung out we knew each other's personalities so they were a little upset that we did actually guarantee honest. Oh shit! They they wanted remain anonymous. Times up. They wanted <laughs> yeah. But we hung out and drank Hennessy and you know dressed fly and girls like this. Like, like we were the fly dudes. So when we actually got together, like I don't want to do no fucking overly rappy shit. <laughs> I mean, he felt the same way. He was like. Only do some shit that we normally do, like when we out and about together. I was like, "Yeah, let's do that." And then we did actually guarantee. They're like, they were not as happy. As you guys, it's like, hey, you got the words. I was like, honestly, like Tommy and them, you can ask them. Like they were a little, they were a little upset. Like they're like, <laughs> we didn't expect y'all to make this shit as fun and bouncy and good you know, <laughs> yeah. time and kind of singing and shit. You know, they were like not happy, but. The record stands up, man. It's actually a good record. It's a good vibe record, so I'm glad. I'm actually glad we went that route. And I think that's 
one of the things about being a, a like lyricists get put in boxes. Meanwhile, you let whack rappers do everything they want to do. Yeah, kind of whack. I think that's really corny that lyricists like perform that same trick, be lyric all the time. Whereas whack do, you know, he gets every opportunity to make a hit record. Yeah, he can make a Western record. He can make a girl record, and then when his records pop, he still they, they still brown nose him anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they want to limit the lyrical people. So, 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 so not good. It's really bad. And are you it's, counter, it's counterintuitive, actually. Well, and also too, like um, even like some of the rappers who are quote unquote lyricists today, like uh, did Jordan and Lucas ever say sorry to you yet? No, 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 no. I was thinking about that earlier today. I was like, oh, I wonder if you know. Um, I mean, I just never. He never really clarified. So. I just wasn't sure where he was going with the line. I was um, so out of the blue. Yeah, it was just, you know, I, I got it, uh, you know. I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't really understand it. It's like, it could be taken either way, uh, disrespectfully. So, I, I did, you know, I, I did due diligence, got nothing back. Um, I actually had fun. I, there's, a, there's a hidden record on Solo Nights 2 where I, I address him in the last verse of the record. Oh, shit, I'm going to have to go back and double-check on that shit now. <laughs> well, there's a hidden song called Ghosted, and uh, third verse, there's a couple of joiner bars in there. See, and I like, too, like, um, you came back so fast, too. He's like, I'm not just going to let this young man just, like, try to walk all over me. He's like, I'm fucking Razzcaz here. Yeah, I mean, you know, the sport. I was actually, you know, I was in Australia, but I was getting too many texts. Oh, wow, Australia. Yeah, so, you know. I'm like, bro, you can't just like use me as your stepping stone. Like, I, you know, this is it's blood sport, so it was fun. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think I made it very clear that probably shouldn't mention you if it's not positive. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's not, it don't take me too long to, to, to write an answer, but um, I was when you were actually recording of Jay. Um, I seen somewhere that somebody kicked Michael Jackson out of a studio when you were there. Oh no, they did. Uh, uh, the studio that uh, Dre had for Aftermath, it was a studio that Michael Jackson used, and he got a budget where they froze Michael Jackson out, like kicked him out of the studio. Like uh, they, they, I believe the number was one million dollars for one year, yeah. and to lock in the studio, which means Michael Jackson could no longer work there, which is crazy. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they literally um, froze him out of the studio. How much people? Like, all the time, like, period, like, that's it. And who's <laughs> not going to take the man? I mean, I'm sure Michael Jackson could have countered, like, $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, because uh, a lot of people don't, don't realize, too, that you were Kendrick before Kendrick, and you were literally Eminem before Eminem, for the people who don't understand, too, because, like, would you consider yourself, like, ahead of your time, or you don't like to think like that? Um, Keith Murray used to always tell me that. I, I'm, uh, I don't know what I am. They say timing is everything, so obviously I've been ahead of my time if you know, you know, people that have may have been highly inspired by me have gotten so much. Uh, they they definitely had a, a, a ginormous amount of success. 
maybe I was in, assigned to the wrong label, so the business was wrong. Um, maybe I'm dark skinned and, and doesn't work well saying what I say with this connection. I don't know what the factors are. I mean, I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep fighting because, you know, I know it can be done. I, I, I see what M's done and Kendrick um, to a lesser degree, Royce 5'9". So it can be done. It's just, you know, it, you know, everybody's journey is different. Um, I'm just going to keep, you know, I for one, I, I do enjoy it. And for two, um, as, as a business, I deserve the equity out of it that I put into it. So I'm just here, you know, um, not stressing, but enjoying it and, make, and trying to line up, you know, line up my line up my constellation so shit works the way it's supposed to work for me. Well, and also, too, like, there's those two names that you just mentioned, Eminem and Royce. Do you, you inspired them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by, by I miss, you know, they could always, you know, Royce is, is very, you know, vocal about it, even nowadays. So that's always nice, man. It's just a blessing to, you know, because those things go far because they have a wider range of people that um, are familiar with them now. So, you know, uh, it's it, it helps. Same thing when, when Jay-Z said, you know, you know, to be told of lyrically Talib Kweli, that was a whole range of people that didn't know who Talib Kweli was that just really helped him expand his base. So, so giving credit where credit is due uh, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt the, the guy that's successful yeah. to say it, but it could definitely pay a lot of dividends for the guy that gets mentioned and gets his credit. So uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you um, actually meet people that inspired you too, like, did he always like have a conversation with you? It's like, wow, I didn't even know I did that kind of things towards you. It's like, yo, man, like when I was listening to. Um, Nature of the Threat, man, like, this really inspired me to write this album or something like that. Um, no, nah, man, I mean, for me, uh, I'm inspired by so many people. I always try to tell people that, you know, like, man, I'm a really big fan, and, you know, um, uh, when people are a fan of mine, um, it's humbling. So I just, you know, I think the, the best thing you do is, you know, it doesn't hurt you to give people credit, man. So I give, I try to give credit. Like, yo, that's dope, man. And I really enjoyed blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I ask questions, you know, about songs. Like, yo, you know, I've, I've asked, you know, Twister, the Eminem, like, about specific lines. Like, what did you say right there? Like, <laughs> it sounded dope, but I just didn't know what you actually said. And then, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to have that conversation with you know, with somebody that I'm a fan of that a lot of people may not ever get that access to and have been able to ask things like, yeah, what did you really say? The ran, ran, ran. It's like, no, I said da 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 I'm like, wow. It's that much iller. It sounded dope, but now it's like sick because I hear what you literally said. And so, you know, that part is dope, man. I think uh, I think we can all support each other and, and, and be fans. And we can be fans and stars at the same time, man, I think. That's a fact right there, too, because a lot of people, they'll be so afraid to admit that they're fans of one another because they want to, quote, unquote, they're considered dick right. It's like, dude, it's called paying homage. Right, right, right. Um, one of my favorite verses from you, too, because you do a lot of music, so I'm not too sure if you know, like, many of your, your uh, guest verses that you do. Um, it's actually on Bishop Lamont and Black Milk's um, 
Calitron. It's feature. It's called I Need It. It's featuring you and Tash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know so. Um, you and Bishop are from the same town. Same city. Yeah. Um. So, did you know a Bishop before that he actually started to take music, or like you kind of met him no, after? No, 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 no. I did. I did not. I was already running around. Uh, off of my own adventures uh, with, with one of his bigger homies by then. So I, I met Bishop. I mean, I saw him, and I, I would say I've sold more often than Bishop because I've sold family on the records. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, Bishop, uh, I would see him, but we weren't tight. Yeah. You know, um, just like even Absol and like, my homies in my neighborhood, they were all doing music together, but I was kind of already off on my journey, so I wasn't like hanging, but I knew they were making music, and I was hearing stuff, and I was like, yo, it's dope, you know, but I was like, you know, I was just focused on myself, like you get, I think to a certain degree, you get, um, um, you know, single focused, you, you yeah. put on your blockers, and you just try to, you know, because, you know, everybody just wants you to hear stuff and they think you could really help, but sometimes you're not in that position yet. You're just like, I got to get me together, so then I'll be able to help. So that, at, around that time, it was just, you know, uh, I know I had blinders on. I was like, I was in a you know, bad production deal, but everybody thought I was rich. And I'm like, not rich, bro. And everybody's like trying to give me the sign and I'm like I'm not Tupac bro I'm not popping like that like, they play a song on the radio a little bit that's it so yeah. I was going through my own uh, just try, trying to salvage me trying to keep my career going yeah when I hear uh, your two lyrical content together too like you guys speak on like facts of life that art artists on are, are afraid to speak on too and I was curious that if you ever thought about doing a a collaborative album of somebody like that too because you guys touch on social topics that not a lot of people touch on yeah no we 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 are we're always discussing it um I think we're definitely interested in doing it Uh, again a lot of this is just about um having the platform and opportunity to do the things you want to do and so uh, you know when, when that's what a record deal is they gave me the platform and the time to be able to focus strictly on that you know what I mean so you know all, there are many of us that I would even say for for the horsemen when, uh. things, got, when things got hard you know Corrupt was gone because Snoop if Snoop says hey we're going to Europe for nine months I wouldn't say no. Well, yeah. You're going to make, yeah, come make this, you know, $400,000. Come with me on the road for nine months. He's out. You know, um, same thing that would happen with Killer Priest when Ghostface is like, yo, we out. Arisen's like, we got to go. And so, you know, those things have to make sense where it, you're able to, to, to focus on something uh, at least 90% of your time. And unfortunately, the times we did, somebody would mess it up. And, you know, nowadays it's just we're all kind of singularly, individually 
having to deal and focus on our own specific careers. But I mean, there's no bad blood. It's all love and respect. Hopefully sometime in the near future, like, you know, um, me and Priest have been discussing some things we want to do. Um, uh, part of it is contingent, really, like, you know, I want to sit down with RZA, kind of sh- send him, you know, show him, you know, what our idea, our plan is. And then if we can get a go with Riz, then it makes everything easier because yeah. it's Riz. Yeah. So, <laughs> I like how you actually brought the Four Horsemen part uh, then up too because um, it's in my notes. Uh, I used to, before I started podcast, and I used to try to go and find that little EP that somebody, Cannabis Manager, released. And then I found out years after that you do not co-sign that little EP he put together and threw out there. No, I didn't. See, and that's what makes me appreciate the art that much more that I can't listen to it the same too, because it's like, well, Raz don't really co-sign this, and this was just a bunch of verses that were from three, four years ago, and Cannabis' manager did some snake move and he threw it out like that. Yeah, man, and, and you know, that my whole thing is always just like, if we're spending all our time and energy and then even just one person takes it, and you just, we didn't mix it, we didn't master it, and then you take it and you, then you say fuck our time and our energy and our money. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the same thing about people who like, like, don't, you know, well, I put a link out to my project. Like, I'm going to do a video about that, which is, you complain about why hip hop ain't good, but I had to spend, you know, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 to get this album done, to, to master engineers, None of this shit ain't free. And then you put a link to the whole thing. Like, you just said, fuck me and fuck my kids and fuck my job and fuck my music. Like, but then you complain about it ain't good hip hop, but then you just fucked it. Yeah. It's like, how does that work? Right. Like, where's the logic in there? Like, how stupid, how fucked up are you? I almost was about to quit this shit because of somebody leaking. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. I'm not Eminem. I need every single record sale, and you would be such a stupid, selfish fucking asshole to say fuck the little bit of investment that everybody came to the table, Snoop Dogg and, and Styles P and, 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 and Justice League and my money oh, and wow. my investments and say fuck my life, fuck my kids, man. And I'm, I mean, I'm still kind of, you know, it's been a big blow to, like, to, like I don't understand that. Like, answer that hip hop, like, what? Like, I wish I could walk in his house and beat his ass in front of his mother and his kid. Because that's what he's doing to me, whoever did it. Yeah. Whoever leaked my shit and put links up everywhere to download it. He said, fuck my kids and fuck my mom and fuck everybody. Fuck me and fuck everybody that helped. So I should go to your house and, you know, if whoever did it. <laughs> I wish I could literally go to his house. I'd go piss all over his couch and I'd beat his ass. And maybe stab him because that's what you're doing to me. You stabbing and yeah. pissing and shitting all that in my mama's house, bro. That shit is whack. And then you claim you like hip hop, and I just don't get it. And um, it's a culture vulture. That's what I like to say. Yeah, I guess. Um, because like I like how you said that you were gonna quit because uh, Van Gogh actually got shelved, like um, and Golden Child. Like most artists, when they get like two albums that don't really come out, they leak. They would just say fuck this shit and like and imagine if you would have said fuck that we never would have got intellectual property we would have never got the upcoming soul on ice or we wouldn't even got revenge of the spit 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm a glutton for punishment or something. I have no idea. Um, I, won't <laughs> I won't take up much of your time, guys. Um, I got to ask you this. The first time you ever seen Star Wars, because you have a mixtape dedicated to that. Right, Revenge of the Spit. Yes, sir. Um, can you remember, like, was it Empire Strikes Back, or was it the very first Star Wars Star Wars? I feel like... I just remember Empire Strikes Back. I, that's what stays in my mind, because I just remember we went to the movies, um... And I, I don't know why I was in the kitchen. I don't. I, I was washing a dish to have something like juice or water, and my sister did the boo, like boo, and scared me, and I threw the glass and I cried. <laughs> it was scary. Empire Strikes Back was kind of scary to me. So I just remember that my mom be yelling at my sisters, like because I got older sisters. And she's like, don't be messing with him. And I was <laughs> so, and then I went back, and then I'm like, this ain't scary. This is ill. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Back then, it was kind of, like, you know, I guess for however old I was at that time, it, 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 I'm your father. And it was just like, yeah, I was freaked out. I was would, you, up. would you uh, say that you are actually the artist to actually incorpor- be the first to incorporate the two? Hmm. I don't know. I've never, I, I know I'm, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I, I know I'm the first person to incorporate BDs. I know I'm the first to incorporate uh, MMA, UFC. Oh, wow. The first, the first one, yeah, I did that in the first album. Talk about MMA, like UFC shit. Then I doubled down on it the second album and did UFC shit. Um, uh, but you know, a lot of rappers probably would talk about Star Wars and Marvel because it's just boy shit. Transformers, we like the same toys. He man, like all boys from that era. You know those, the, the, the probably boys from the seventies and eighties just know those toys. Hasbro and all that shit. So we all grew up off of them. So I don't. I, I I wouldn't say I couldn't say I was like the first. I don't. But you know, I think I was just you know. I was talking about Wolverine, you know, and, and before I got a, you know, I did the freestyle with on the the uh, the wake up show, Swan Tech. So I, you know, it's just those things that are common pop culture boy, urban boyhood nerd shit. <laughs> That's kind of where I write from. I write from that place of being that that boy. That likes some nerdy shit that still is in the in the hood, you know. That's kind of where that's my kind of take in music is where I come from. Well, well, and then also too, like when I hear like um, artists like yo, he's a deadly Jedi master. Every time when I hear like another artist called uh, an elite MC a Jedi master, I just think of like. I'm pretty sure Razkaz was the first to call himself the Jedi master, but yeah, I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I... I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I'd have to listen to a whole bunch of Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> uh, you know, Biggie might have said some shit. You never know. So I got to listen. Red Man. There's a lot of people that might have oh, said yeah. some That's Jedi true. Shit. Yeah, man. So, you know, I don't know. Not sure. Um, 
is JMO Gain? Is that still coming too? Yeah, JMO Gain uh, is dropping next year. Oh, next year, twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, uh, we got we have a JMO Gain record on my project. J fifty seven has a solo project. We all have solo projects this year. Okay. And then the the, uh, the group album comes uh, early early first quarter of next year. Um, we're actually. Uh, uh, out here shooting some Django videos while I'm doing press for solo nights too. Um, for the people who don't understand, uh, what does JMO actually mean? Is that an acronym? No. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we just became friends drinking Jameson. Oh, okay. So like when Crick said, give me, a, uh, let, give me another shot of that JMO, take the edge off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we just... I gotta think of that too. It, too. It, 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 it was it, it was the common denominator of how we met. Uh, the first time we got in the studio, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, it's, <laughs> it's totally ironic because it's like nobody's Irish in the, in the team. <laughs> like, two, two Italian kids and, and a Creole boys. So, it's hilarious. So I, I think it's great. Because um, I don't drink it. Shout out to Jay, okay, I don't drink, though, but when you guys drink, though, I, I salute I got the coffee over here. Yeah, you drink the coffee. It's, <laughs> um, it, it's a mind frame. You don't have to actually drink Jameson. It's just, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, when you were actually with um, the JMO crew, I was actually curious, too, on when you go to certain parties overseas, because I'm pretty sure you go to after parties overseas. Mm-hmm. What was the craziest party you ever went to? Oh, man, good question. Uh, you must have seen a lot of crazy parties overseas. I, 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 uh, I'm trying to think of a, the craziest party. Or one of them. You don't have, like, the craziest it's probably, like, Honestly, it's probably blanked out of my head, man. I forget <laughs> more than I remember on purpose. Like, I suppress memories. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't think of a... Uh, I can't think of anything crazy, maybe because I don't want to get in trouble. I have no idea. Yeah. I, can, I can honestly say, like, right now, I can't. Okay. Like, Well, at least you're honest, and I just, like, come up with something. It's like, yo, man, I was at some place in Europe, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yo, you keep it real. That's why I fucked with you. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> my natural state, man, I really like It's easier to just tell the truth. That's a fact right there. Uh, well, Raz Kaz, um, this is kind of crazy how this happens, too. Um, this is near the end of uh, each episode, too. You are my season one finale guest, and you are my season four finale guest. <laughs> so I just want to say, my guy, um, I'm going to cherish this album a lot more often now. I'm going to get this framed. Thank you, brother. Um, is there anything that you... <laughs> is there anything well, that I... you... Is there anything that you'd like to uh, plug in before I let you go, guys? Yeah, yeah, no, just uh, follow me on the gram at R-A-S underscore K-double-S. I would just, you know, um, you, we definitely want to support. There's a new video out called Shark Week where we switch from 3-4 to 4-4 time, which is waltz, 3-4. Um, so check out the video, show the support, please spread the word, and uh, I hope you enjoy the journey. Solo Nights 2 is, uh, it, it will be out like immediately like ASAP <laughs> and for the people watching too go support this man too because this is a legend right here guys we don't get much legends who are this humble 
man. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Season one, season four. Season four. They're from the desk glow, featuring the humble legend, Raz Cast, people. One love. One love. Peace.